Hey everyone, welcome to Gadget Talk. We got a busy show tonight. We had a late entry into uh, the this the, what's it called the CD drawer. <laughs> the CD drawer, oh. yeah, build. Yes, <laughs> it's been crazy. I've had a crazy week. So already, it's it's it is Tuesday, right? Because it feels like it's yeah. Friday to me. Okay, I hope so. Otherwise, we're broadcasting on the wrong day. Yeah, well, we've done that before. It's not Monday. I know that. <laughs> so, but crazy. So we got it. Uh, we have somebody that has a submission on that. So we're going to be going to that here in a little bit. Another thing is we are one subscriber away from 2000. And if we kick over to 2000 on this show, it's a gadget coin. that's going to be going out. And there it is right there. Chad's got it there in his hand. He hold it up there. Chad one more time. So it's a gadget coin that you, we will be sending out to a lucky subscriber uh, to that. So we're at one, 1,999. So right now, so uh, get on the horn, get somebody else to subscribe, and we kick over to 2000. That'll be awesome. Um, but we have a busy show. Um, also, before we get to our main sponsors, I um, want to mention about Chromia Print as well. Um, is there also more as a sponsor where you can get our shirts and get our coins and everything? And guess what, guys? We found the, we found some Puzzle Talk coins. Um, that other show that's that does some other yeah. stuff. But we found Whatever some public points, so there are a few that are available right now. Very few. I think they were hiding under Chad's couch or his, his <laughs> another couch cushion. The, the dogs hit it is what happened. Yeah. I think that's what's, what would happen. Um, but we found some. But once again, these are the last of the ones. Those all those coins are gone. You're not going to be able to get them. Uh, the other thing is shirts are on there. And something new is going to be coming on there pretty soon, Chad. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about that. So we've actually been kind of teasing it here for the last uh, couple months, actually, I think. Uh, the the uh, new kits will be going up here soon, the new uh, ammo can kits. So we'll have the scales kit and the mem oh, memory is the one that's up there already. That's the Simon. Scales and chase kits. So they will be up there uh, awesome. for you to purchase here very soon in the, uh, in the store. So um, should be up by the end of the week, hopefully. So... Uh, we want to make sure we got that out before we take the two week break here. That is awesome. I'm so excited about that. Those are going to be really fun. Uh, another one of those great kits to get out there. And once again, DJW house did a phenomenal job. Dave Wagner did a phenomenal job on the instructions and everything really could not have done that without him putting those together. So, all right, now we are ready for our regular sponsors. Once I find the video and here are our regular sponsors. Thank you. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com, that's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. 
every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. All right. And answered, uh, oops, wrong one. You, yeah. You. And there was your answer. If you saw it real quick, that was scales from DJW house. Right yeah. there. So Hugh asked, uh, kits coming chase. And what's the other one? The third one is scales. And actually, I think uh, if you go to Dave's uh, YouTube channel, uh, which is wired caches, I believe, uh, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, he actually, I think, uh, did some videos on them. So, uh, go check yeah. that out if you can. So really great. Uh, once again, we're still, as I'm going to refresh the screen real quick, we are still one away from 2000. So once again, if we get our 2000 subscriber during this episode of Gadget Talk, we will be giving away a Gadget Talk coin. So, all right. So are we ready to bring on our first guest? And I did say Let's, first. So First guest, yes. We have a couple of guests tonight, but our first one, which is, you know, obviously a, a very well-known cashier That's out right. here. Um, he's, so he's we want to bring him on before. here. He's been on. Very creative hider. Very creative. Uh, or creator. So yeah, creator. let's bring him on here. Let's bring him on. And we got Rumba Cats. Hey, Doug, <laughs> welcome to the Everybody. show. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> There's your clap. <laughs> All right, Doug. So, so tell, uh, us, tell us, is that your cache there behind you that we're looking at? That is. That's the cache right there. So uh, the last uh, uh, gadget talk that, uh, that there was a challenge, basically, to come up with a cache with a CD-ROM uh, that, that, uh, as part of it. And so I thought, hey, that would be a lot of hey, fun. Doug, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to interrupt you just one second. Uh -huh. We have just hit 2,000 subscribers. 2,000. There we go. Awesome. There we go. We're going to be giving out a Gadget Talk coin. I mean, we're one away. We kind of knew. We're hoping that we we're going to do it. But so we are at 2,000 subscribers. Let's keep getting those numbers going up. That is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, that is super great. And it looks like, hold on, Gary just sent this. Channelytics subscribers, uh, current subscribers, 2,000. So there it is. Uh, Gary saying Gadget Coin. And the Piece of Ninja says, woohoo. So, yeah, congratulations. We will right. get that in the mail. Um, our. Uh, I guess our uh, communication person will be contacting them to get information. Well, we've got to figure out who the 2000th is yeah. or how that's going to work. So we'll, we'll work that out later. We'll try and figure out who is the 2000. Cause sometimes we don't always get a name on there. So, but we'll figure it out. All right, Doug, sorry. I'm a, we'll, we'll go back. No <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so excited. I want to make a cash uh, using the CD rub. You know, it pops up. It's kind of cool. I love the mechanics of it. And so I thought, okay, how would I do it? And so, I wanted to have a cache that has kind of, here, let me show it to you. So it's a regular birdhouse, uh, perch and everything. Um, and so the first, first thing that you're going to want to do is probably pull on the stick. So if you pull on stick, it drops down. So, but there's nothing there. So I was thinking of either putting a uh, sign in there says, you didn't think it would really be that easy to do or something. You know, so I wanted it to be a little harder. So they have to think about it a little bit. And so I'm still trying to figure out what to do with that. But uh, so how do you get to the cache? You, it's impenetrable. You can't get in there right now. So so they'll think about it and think about it. And the way you get into it is you put the stick back into the hole because there is now a switch in there that you can access to get to the CD-ROM. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so that's really cool. Stick back in, it pops up. 
and you can you can drop it back down quite easily after you're done. There'll be a log in there, and that's it. And you can that's put it pretty back. cool. I like yeah. that. What that kind is- of a switch did you use on that, Doug? It's just a micro switch, and I just tied it mm-hmm. directly into the uh, switch used in the uh, CD-ROM. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get to. Yeah. That's really cool. And how long yeah. did it take you to build that? Uh, it actually went really quick. Birdhouses are pretty easy to make. And so uh, everything kind of fit. It's pretty big, so everything fit in there quite easily. And uh, I just love the idea of using a CD-ROM, and so I decided to make that. Yeah. That's really great. I'm going I'm to pull up a couple of pictures so you can kind of see yeah, some other views of it. So there, there it is with the just the stick in there, the perch all set up. Then when you pull the stick, it drops down. And then there's the backing of it. So where the sign or what's going to be there uh, yep. on there. And then just simply it, it comes out from the top. Now, here's a question for it. If it's going to be out in the weather, um, I see that there is some shingles on the top of it. Is that going to keep water from running down into the mechanism? Right. So recently I had planned to put this at a nursery here uh, where I live here in California. Uh, since I'm, I'm going to be moving to a new location. Uh, I've decided to wait. That's why I didn't paint it. I wanted to paint it, uh, right. the, the surroundings kind of thing. So I got to find a new home for it. But the place I had arranged for it uh, actually had uh, a, a covered area. So this was just some a place where uh, it was protected from the sun and the rain and, and the weather kind of thing. So, uh, but uh, if I was going to make this again, I'd probably still use the same system of using the, the shingles. Uh, these are uh, also have a lot of polyurethane on them uh, to protect it. So, yeah, you definitely probably don't want to expose this directly to the outside environment uh, just because that CD-ROM is sitting right there at the top. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would probably find a place like a, a, a plant nursery or something like that uh, where people well, can go to it and it would be protected for the most part. Okay. And, and really what cool. type of material? I mean, is it just regular wood or what's what's the actual material itself? This is MDO. I, I don't know what it stands for, but they use it to make billboards. So this stuff is really weather resistant. I've had caches, a lot of birdhouse caches out in the wild for six years. Wow. Uh, MDO is, it, it's kind of a, uh, it, 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 it handles the weather really well. I haven't had any problems with it peeling or cracking or anything like that. And so since it's made for billboards, uh, they paint on and uh, so it's designed to handle that kind of thing. And so uh, I also made one, this is about an inch thick because I wanted something really durable, something that can take a lot of abuse. Uh, this would be pretty hard to get into. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I used it, yeah. I like that. And So MDO I- is medium density overlay. Uh, there you go. For, just to let you know. Right. Usually, you actually have a white board for signs on there that you can put the vinyl or whatever right on. But yeah. oh yeah, right. It's oh, really nice because yeah. it has kind of this paper finish, uh, and, it, and it seems to handle the weather really well. I noticed when you paint it, it it tends to not paint as easily because it really is water resistant uh, and moisture resistant. So it, it that's one of the the great things about it, and one of the downsides of it. But it, you can't paint it without really too much problem. You just have to do a couple of extra coats. So what yeah. you're telling us, your birdhouse is made out of right and rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. right. right in the rain, plywood. Right there in the rain, plywood. Go. That's what yeah. it is. Not really, really water. 
That's really but, cool. I uh, really like that. And I see the wires hanging down from it right now. Are you going to eventually put the, the batteries up inside? Right. So there's five volts uh, connected to it right now. And so that's all you need. And so I didn't have a five or a six volt battery at the time. And so I'm just connected straight to the, uh, to a wall work or, you know, a transformer uh, plugged yeah. into my wall here. All right. Excellent. Nice. I really, that's really I use nice. a lot of MDO at work and uh, it, it works really well. I mean, we have, I have stuff out that's been out for 10 years and it looks, well, it doesn't yeah. look new, but it's not, you know, the plywood's not delaminating or anything like that. So it's really, yeah, nice. it's really, I, I feel really lucky to have discovered it. it. It works really well. It handles the weather really well. So I'm, uh, that's what I use primarily uh, now for almost everything. All right. And just out of curiosity, because since wood's so expensive right now, What's kind of the price of MDO? Or do we know? I, I don't know. I bought this um, about four months ago. So okay. the price hadn't gone up too high at that point. Uh, so I, I just happened to have it on hand. And uh, it was at the time, it was going to go to a place that uh, was going to see a lot of traffic. And I wanted something really durable. So I used this really beefy, heavy, hard uh, plywood uh, for this cache. Okay. Awesome. I would really like cool. to know what it is now. <laughs> I can't wait to see see it actually out. And uh, yeah, I I have more than one reason now, anyways, to go down to Texas, real close to where you're going to be at. So I'll be looking forward to going down and opening up a CD ROM cache. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I haven't bought MDO in a long time. I know we used to buy. Uh, four by four sheets of it for like uh 35 bucks or something like that yeah it's not too um, bad it wasn't too bad then now it's probably crazy yeah it's probably ridiculous yeah yeah with everything else yeah so. perfect all right well doug we appreciate you coming on with that cash now i did start oh, one hold on uh, i did one more one more time he says how does it go back down so you can either push the, the stick back in and it'll go down, or you can press it on the top, just like a CD-ROM, and it'll go back down. So one of the reasons I use the shingles is because I wanted to hide that little door in there. So it's not all the way across. Uh, let's see. So let's put it back in. There you go. So I wanted to hide this little door so you can see. So I disguise it within the shingles so that you couldn't really tell there's anything there. Okay. Now, are you having to push it down just a little bit for it to come up, or...? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm just holding it because it's it's just oh, hanging okay. on. Okay. Hook. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I nice. do want to put holes in my wall, so I got this little one of those those little <laughs> hangers in there, and it's I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to knock it off. Okay. All right. That's really cool. I love that. It looks really great. All right, yeah, Ted, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Awesome. No, that's okay. Um, so I didn't finish it, but it's kind of funny that Doug made his that goes up. Um, I actually thought maybe I'd be unique that way. Mine's actually the way I made mine is actually not a logbook um, container or holder. Uh, mine actually gives you a puzzle, so it will actually be mounted inside of a case, and you have to push a button to get the word. So everything will be written in a different language, uh, and then you have to find the uh, the button, the correct button for the uh, the code to decrypt it, and then once you do that it will actually end up coming up um, like this and show you, it'll come up out of the cache and show you the, uh, I know that language, the code. So yeah, do you, it's right? Over. So 
Arborist. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And Mandalorian. So there's two different ones there. Okay. So, and then it just goes right back down. So anyways, uh, it was my thought. I didn't have a chance to finish the whole thing up. Uh, I started building it, but I get delayed pretty easy. And then, you know, new toys and stuff get distracted. So uh, I will work on it here and hopefully have it finished up soon and show everybody the final product. Right. So Tom says it's not going to be a CD-ROM cache, but a CD Roomba cache. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is really cool. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Um, Ray, Ray C says a half inch, a four by eight sheet of MDO is 47 at the orange box store. That's not bad. That's actually yeah. not bad at all because sheet of plywood now, right now is running, could be up to be 80 to $90 round depending yeah. on what it is. So hmm, not a bad option there. So pretty cool. Good deal. I love that. And I love how our chat room is getting in, lets us know on some other stuff that's on pricing and stuff like that as they can jump over there and search for us. We're doing this. So that's really great. Thanks, Ray. Yes. Or racy. Yeah, Racy. So, all right. Well, okay. Doug, thanks for coming on and showing us yeah. that awesome cash. I'm glad we were able to get one in the challenge this, this month. Um, I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to even build mine. I've got the CD ROM or got even got a DVD player to be able to do it. I just haven't had a chance to rip into it. I've had so many other projects going on. <laughs> so, but I can't wait to get into doing one. So, it's really cool. I love it. Perfect. Well, thanks, Doug. Um, all right. Have a good night. Appreciate good night. it. All right. So thanks, Doug. That was really <laughs> awesome. All right. Now we've kind of, we're going to get into the other part of our show tonight and um, we're going to be kind of playing a little bit more with your Glowforge here, Chad. Yeah. And in fact, um, you know, I think as people know here from the last conversation we had our last show, I've only had mine for just a little bit over a month. So I haven't had a ton of experience, uh, you know, with it and everything I can do. Uh, so we actually had Ryan, who has had this for a while now, uh, come onto the show as well uh, to actually teach or tell us anything that he has done or, you know, maybe give us some tips that I don't know anything about. So Right. So let's go ahead and bring Ryan on. Yep. Ryan Simmels. And you can't talk. He is muted. Your mic is muted. And I can't unmute, unmute your mic you. There, Ryan. How about that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Sorry about that. Right. I actually came yeah, up no. to the room with the laser. So the oh, lighting is nice. not as good in here. It's over that shoulder. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I see so do you have the pro model? There. I do. Nice. So the pro model, I think, is uh, a 45-watt laser, and it yep. has to pass through. Uh, you um, can bring anything as long as you want up to 20 inches wide. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it actually prints a little bit faster. Yes. Uh, it's a little bit faster. Uh, like you said, the wattage is higher. Um, most of the things you can do the same, um, but a little bit of settings. So it's going to, if I send you settings, it will be a little bit different. But it's overall, it's the same. Okay. Nice. That's really yeah, cool. that's the one thing I wish I would have gotten is... Uh, the the pro you know i was thinking you know on my cnc machine i got the biggest one i could get of that model uh and i never used that full space i think i've only used it twice and it takes up a lot of room and i thought 
you know, I don't think I need the the top one because I'll probably never use those options. And <laughs> I wish I would have gotten it. <laughs> but it's two thousand dollars more too, right? Than the plus. Yes, so it it's was, a big difference. Uh, it is a big difference. I I know last year uh, around Christmas time, one of my big selling items I made was um, a pass through. It, it was a mirror that I actually passed through, and you can do the whole mirror. So that right there, uh, selling the mirror for about two hundred fifty to five hundred dollars, it adds up quick. Oh, so that's nice. That's cool. Of course, I'm just going to be sitting back here. I don't have one. They do. So, yeah. I'm just going to enjoy and watch the chat room. So, I'm not going to be talking much probably tonight. Well, I know you have one of these. Yes, I do. And it's in my car. So, I don't forget it when I go to events. I don't have one of those fancy things. So, so Ryan makes these custom uh, name badges here that light up uh, for geocaching, right? You sell those for yep. online or something? Yes. Uh, right now, I don't have them as much due to all the other activities I'm doing. Uh, but, yeah, I make those. I can make them custom. Uh, I know the one I made for Derek actually has his logo on it. Yep. My, I'm yeah, not that really cool. so. Right. So I have, there is a question here from Tom, and he wants yep. to know, does it have enough power to pop a house full of popcorn? <laughs> nice 80s reference there, Tom. Yes. And – Kudos to the one that can come up with, besides Tom, that can answer the, and besides you, Ryan, that can answer <laughs> what movie that is from and who was one of the main characters in that movie. Ooh. So, yeah. So. Fun. Really great movie. I, I love that movie, too. It's just a lot of fun. That's a great movie. Nice. So uh, have you made any caches with your, with your laser? I have not made actual caches. I have assisted with um, putting writing inside of it. Because, you know, when you go to a geocache to try and find uh, what all means, I'm trying to find. So this ain't actually a cache, but I actually did these for my for my son. So oh, that's cool. It's an actual uh, cover for a, um, a game that we... Cause you know when you buy a game for a gift, it you just buy a game, a gift card. So right, we made that to actually show him what he got. So oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. But it actually works really well to put on the inside of like a birdhouse. I know earlier Roomba Cast was talking about putting something on the inside, um, saying that it's not there or something like that. It works real easy because you don't have to worry about. Um, anything rubbing it off because it's going in at least a sixteenth of an inch deep. So, yeah. And what you could do is because you cover your uh, or you can cover your wood with a piece of uh, uh, masking tape or or whatever you want to use on there. Yes. Um, and you know what's funny is I have a roll of that and I use it all the time for vinyl and I pre mask. That's what it's called. Yep. Um. Uh. But uh, you could actually, after you cut it, before you take the pre-mask off, you could spray paint, you paint it. it. Yep. Yeah. I've done that quite a bit. Uh, actually, like the mirrors, I did that one. I would spray the mirror um, with gold. So when you look at the mirror, you see gold through the back. So oh, that's really actually cool. highlighted it. It was actually really cool. So, And there's a lot of uh, – one of the other things I've been working on, I don't have it out yet, uh, you can make puzzles. 
so you can use any material. So this laser here, I know Adi Olson just joined in. Um, he also, I believe, just got the pro at his work. Uh, but you can use pretty much any material except for the metal spectrum. Uh, you can in, uh, you can mark metal. I tried to get this one here, but I didn't get it uh, going enough, so it's just real lightly etched. So, I, yeah, it's hard to see right now. Um, it didn't actually put the black on it. Uh, it takes it. It was a five minute print, so I did it right there at the beginning of the show, but I didn't have the setting right. So I didn't write it down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've done some etching, too, here on aluminum. Yep. And you can see. So this is actually an aluminum business card. Uh, and you can you can etch onto it. And I was just messing around. These settings aren't correct. Uh, in fact, I'm not happy with it. I got to mess around with it. But um, that just kind of shows what it is. And you can get these in all different colors. So it's actually yep. kind of fun. And they're, I think you can get like 100 of them for like 20 bucks. So they're actually not too bad. Um. You can actually mark on any other type of metals. Um, so there's products out, and this is one of them. Uh, it's called Surmark. So it's actual laser blacking spray or marking spray. So this here, you spray it on. I learned a couple of lessons. You have to really clean it with um, the IPA alcohol mm -hmm. and then spray that on, put it in. The hardest part about it is, the, and you – I know you can say it yourself there, um, Chad, but the messing with the settings, that's one of the biggest. Uh, to me, that's a challenge uh, yes. on some of them, right? Because on your Glowforge setting, if you go, uh, let me share my screen here and I'll actually can show uh, on my Glowforge screen. Yep. And the good thing about the Glowforge is the community. Uh, the community forums is great while you're pulling that up. Uh, you can actually go through a lot. And yeah. there are sheets out there that show the settings for a lot of materials. And you can buy material from the company or you can just go to uh, the Orange Box store and pick up some stuff. Or I work in a wood shop, so I'm able to bring home some cherry wood all the time. Nice. So, That's a bonus. <laughs> So I, I plane it down to 16th to, or eighth inch, sometimes 16th of an inch, and spray it, and it's already set for everything to be able to cut it. Nice. Cool. I love that. So if you go to the stream here, Derek, to my shared screen here. Okay. Um, Got it. We we're talking about settings. We we're talking about, you know, trying to mess with settings to make everything right. Well, up here in this top corner here, you have your settings. So right now it's set for medium cherry plywood. Um, you have a list of stuff here that Glowforge puts in. There's already has it preloaded. Okay. Uh, or you can go in here and use your own. You can type in to find your own material, uh, or you can use your own. And then you have to set in, you have to go through all the different settings that you want and then customize them. And you're kind of just messing with the settings because they don't have everything in here. What I've done uh, a lot of is... Um, gone to uh youtube uh other uh you know glowforge uh facebook pages which i think we have one now for just geocaching yes. uh they can you can go on there and talk to people and everybody on those uh platforms are really helpful very nice people and so and i think everybody's gone through the same struggle sometimes with the settings so 
it's good to go in there and share your, you know, what you found works best for you. And then you can go in and customize them, put them in the, the uh, settings. And then you can actually save that setting for that certain material. Yes. Real quick. Ray C, real genius, Val Kilmer. That's right. Ray C's on, on the ball tonight. He's on a point tonight. So, yeah, that's uh, that was the, the 80s movie reference that we had at the beginning of where Tom asked um, if it had enough power to pop a house full of um, popcorn. So, good job, Ray C. Nice. All right. <laughs> so, when you get your Glowforge, or if you buy material from them, it comes pre-masked already. Yep. And it will come with the sticker on it here, right? And this actually will read, the Glowforge will read this and automatically put the settings for this material in there. Oh, you got the uh, new ones. Is that what it, I don't know. Yeah, the old. Uh, Whatever the old they sent me. Uh, yeah, the old one was just a little barcode. That, really, that's it's fancier now. Well, I don't like how fancy it is, actually, because um, it it takes, it's a depth, right? So it's a sticker that's thick. And so if you're going to try and cut over or engrave over it, it makes a difference. Yes. Uh, and so I actually peel it off most of the time. And what I've been doing is sticking them to a piece of cardstock and keeping them. So if I have anything that size, I just stick that in there with my material or, or to the side. It just needs to be on the screen. And so then I just use this. I have several different types here um, that I use. And anyways, I, I just use this then to pull up those settings if you're, but if you want to be lazy and not just pop it in there. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, I've been going to uh, actually um, Hobby Lobby uh, yep. and then a local hobby store over here that actually has a plywood, a craft plywood or hobby plywood. Um, and it is, work, it works out really well. It's just a real thin piece of plywood here. Um, and these are like, uh, I think these are like $2.30 a sheet, yep. which is yeah, we, really affordable. We have Menards here and that's where I get that same stuff. Yeah. So I would recommend that to anybody who's looking at it. Now, you can buy it right from Glowforge, and you'll get the fancy yeah. stuff. The nice thing about their stuff is their finished plywood actually has a finish to it, right? Yeah. So uh, this I'll have to go back and finish if I want to. Um, go ahead, Ryan. What were you going to show there? Um, I was going to peel the, the corner off and show the actual finish. But, but yeah, it's already finished. Um you just pull it right off, and it's and you really can't tell anyway. But yeah, it's all yeah, you can see the sheen to it. Yeah, and has sheen. So their product works really well. Um, I've noticed when it comes to one of the other good things is if you do have any issues cutting through, the support from their products is a hundred percent. Where of course, like anybody, if you say, hey, this product's not cutting through, they're like, well, I don't see you buy it from us. It must be their product, which the way that home, uh, all the Home Depots and Lowe's and all that, um, they're just pushing plywood to all these stores. So mm -hmm. you'll get like glue areas and it affects the laser differently. It won't go through the same way. So... That's one good thing about their product. They do warranty it as well. If it's the plywoods or the MDFs, that it will work 100% of the time. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't know that. And so that's one bonus of actually buying it from direct from yep. them. Um, yeah, if you, you know. uh, if you have any issues, their service is actually really well. Um, you just send an email. 
and they're actually based right out of Seattle. So I found that out today. <laughs> I think my machine shipped from like Kansas or something. Uh, Texas. Like, was it Texas? It was so. I know mine shipped from Texas. Okay, and so it was so, kind of weird. They're based out of Seattle, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, because what we were told is that they we uh, we tweeted that we're going to be talking about Glowforge tonight, and they liked it. So, hey, if if anybody want to become Glowforge a sponsor, yeah. watching, uh, hey, Glowforge isn't sponsoring this, but guess what? We would love you to sponsor this. <laughs> <laughs> or send us some material or something. Send some material. Just send us an email. Gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, send us an email. We will uh, we will gladly do some gadget caches um oh yeah with the machine. All right. Yes. So there's there's the email, gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to be able to do a lot more stuff and be able to talk about that and maybe even be able to offer some discounts and stuff like that to those that are wanting to buy it. Because I saw Houston Dave earlier on there saying I'm really tempted to buy one. Well, so and uh, I know Chad and myself, uh, so when you actually own one, um, they do have a referral program. Um, and that's one of the things you can do. And they do give discounts. If you refer a friend, you can get a di- uh, they get a discount for the actual product. So it can range anywhere from 100 to $500 off. So just contact either myself or Chad and we can help you out on that also. Yeah, I use Ryan as my uh, referral, and I think we got. I think I got five hundred off. Yep. Oh well, so if I use both of you, would I get a <laughs> thousand? I don't think so. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> hey, I can try, right? I was hoping. Now, did you get free material from them, Ryan? Ryan? I will. Uh, I will get. So they wait until I believe it's a month after or two months after you have yours to make sure you actually keep it and everything like that, and then I get the same price in product. So what you're seeing is I can send mine back. You could. Man, get the new you one. Won't. Get the bigger one. Get the pro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. It's it's great. So uh, and uh that's one of the things is there are limitations to the machine. Um it's as like any, any product. As it is with any machine. Exactly. There are limitations. Uh one one thing that is one of the big limits for me is the size of material that can go in. So there's a crumb tray in the bottom and you go up to about a half inch above that, or you can take that crumb tray out and your material, as long as it comes as high as that crumb tray. So there's actually little, little rulers that you put in that uh, tell the laser how high it is. So and that it's is set. a free print from uh, Glowforge, right? They send you it that is. print. You can do it for free. Yep. So, and they do have a lot of. Uh, they recently, about six months, actually, it was right around the first of the year, they started a a premium level. Um, there are pros, just like with geocaching, when you do premium, you get a little bit more, and each month you get a premium print. I haven't even looked to see what it was this month. But every month they put a new print out that you can do for free. And a lot of people do share their uh, work. So it's, like I said, the community, like most communities, just like geocaching, they like to share and share alike. So the Glowforge yeah. community is the same way. A great community. And if you have issues, you can put it out on, like you said, Facebook groups. 
Yeah. I've gotten stuff off YouTube and there's Google Docs that are out there. I actually have a Google Doc on my computer that people just keep adding to. So if they go to Hobby Lobby and buy that piece of wood, they'll put the settings that they use for because you can either cut, score, or engrave on the machine. So correct. Yeah. So if you want to look at the uh the design, so I am a premium member, uh, and this is what you get in here. So you can go in through here and look through all these designs, uh, games, art, decor, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll just go into games here real quick. And Make these sure are just different things you can print. Now you can buy them, but if you go to on some of these items here, it's free with premium membership. So some of them turn into really good, uh, geocache ideas. Yeah. We need to send them some, um, and then you can also shop here. And so all orders over $99 are free shipping. So, um, if you go to shop, you can do acrylic, hardwood, plywood, veneer, uh, any of that stuff here. And, you know, looking at this, oh, they're all sold and out. And leather. <laughs> uh, I don't know. When we were talking about the... They the, do sell out quite often. Yeah. When we were talking about that wood for, you know, I can get that one for $2.30 or you can buy this, you know, for $31 or $41. That's a big difference. Yeah. it's uh, uh, well, and that's, well, that's veneer. So that's going to be about a 16th inch thick. So mm -hmm. um, like I, that shows you how using your resources, like I do from work. So that's an eighth inch that I'm saving from them, probably about $20. Okay. And since, well, I know it was asked last week, um, as we're kind of talking about the Glowforge a little bit last week, what's the thickest that you've cut Ryan with your Glowforge? I've done a half inch. Um, of actual plywood. Now okay. I did have, um, I did have a little bit of burn, but it worked pretty well. Okay, that's good to know. And any other material that you've done a half inch in, or is it just the plywood? Have you done? Oh, uh, just the ply uh, for the thick. Um, I'm trying to remember what the plexi. It's a quarter inch for the plexi. That's still pretty thick plexi though, too. Oh, uh, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you could. I've done thicker in Plexi and did multiple passes. Yes, but you get that melting on the end of it. I think uh, when you do multiple passes, it doesn't come through as nice, from what I found. I got calipers under here somewhere, but yeah, that that actually cut really smooth. Uh, you can actually see the the cut. So. Yeah, that looks really good. Now, do you use their design program or do you use a different program? Um. The good thing about, I am not a designer, and that's my uh, downfall to a lot of the products that I have, is I'm not a designer. So I use, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm, I'm in a blank right now. I have to look for it. But I do use a different um, design. Like, like a Tinkercad or something? Yes. Uh, but their actual desktop is really easy to use. For like that one there. That was very simple to do. I believe I did that one actually on from their uh, uh, shapes. Yeah, uh, I I don't mind their program. I've used it for a few things. The issue is is I'm used to using them for the CNC machine, and everything yep. I do is in millimeters, and they don't offer that in Glowforge. They offer centimeters, and I'm like, well, that's <laughs> I'm used to millimeters. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't like how you can't copy and paste. A design and you can't group a design 
And that drives me nuts. So if I go through and make a real fancy well, design, you should overlay, be able to. I'm sorry, what? Copy and paste, you should be able to. Control C. I think I tried that a few times. I didn't think it worked. Uh, yeah, I, I will try um, it again. Usually highlight the whole area. Uh, control C. I'm going to do it real quick. Uh, on the swag stuff that I just made recently. Yeah. Yeah, highlight the whole area, control C, and then control V, and it pasted the whole. I was trying to do it on my side, and it doesn't work on that screen. Oh, it did do it. Yeah, Derek, it didn't work. It did do it. Well, thank you, Ryan. See, that's why we're here. This Ryan's my support tonight. That That's great. So now can you tell me how you group it? Um, you just highlight. You go through and highlight it together. Uh, you can't group it. The, to keep it together all the time, all you do is you just uh, highlight it at one time, and it keeps it as a group to move right. it and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, you can't set it as a group, unfortunately. I heard, though, that that is something they are coming up with they, uh, on one of their new updates. I have had it. I'm trying to remember when I got my system. I got mine back in, I believe it was September of last year. And just in that time, they have made so many updates. Um, they're always increasing things uh, like the puzzle. Uh, when I originally started, the first puzzle that I did, I actually had to go through and put a puzzle over top of it. Now you can actually do the more, yeah. and there's puzzles that you can select. So, And now yeah, you can exactly. actually export designs um, and stuff like that, which you couldn't do before. Um, yeah, so we can actually uh, show how easy it is to make a puzzle. So if we upload a design... Uh, here we'll just do this, I guess. It'll take a minute to process. Yeah, sometimes it does get slow. Um, you can tell the holiday seasons, you'll notice it does get a little bit slower. Uh, that's one thing a lot of people don't like is that it is all set on through the internet, so it's internet based, yeah. And that's one thing I don't like. I wish I could just connect directly to the machine rather than go through them. The Wi-Fi. Yeah, so uh, rather than the Wi-Fi. Uh, and I hear it has to go to their system to process, and then it gets sent back. Yes. And it slows down if you're not a premium member. I'm not sure if that's true, but that's something. That I is uh, that's one of the benefits of being a premium member is the faster print and the faster uh, service. Um, kind of like... Let's, if we put it into geocaching terms, kind of like with uh, Project GC, if you're a premium member, you go to the front of the line. Yeah. It's kind of the same way with that. Yeah. Well, they got to make money somehow, I guess. You got to pay for development and everything. So uh, if you go back to this screen here, I uploaded this logo. Now, if you kind of look at it, it's kind of, this is something I just learned to change. It's, it's kind of, this is how it's going to print, right? It's not going to look the best. You can actually go over here to the design here and change the graphic yep. uh, here to make it actually cleaner. Um, and so you, this is your design. I want to make a puzzle. Um, and so if we click on it, we go over here to the right hand side. There's a puzzle stamp here, right? So, oh, no, we don't want to do that. Oh, we, don't want to stamp. Yeah. we don't want to do a puzzle. There we go. And then here you can do your rows and columns. So you can customize how many rows and columns you want to do. Okay. That's cool. Uh, on here. And then if that's what we want, we just hit create puzzle and it's, it's done, right? So you can change that. If we want to have it, you know, four by four puzzle 
one of the hardest <laughs> puzzles in the world. One of the hard ones to do. Uh, yeah, uh, we can, which, uh, sorry, I just went off of the thing for some reason. I don't know if I could figure that puzzle out. <laughs> yeah. So if we went to a four by four, uh, oh, I guess it's four by four. I guess two by two would be would, what I was thinking. Two by two would be the hard one. So, uh, yeah, so you can do that. Now, if you want to add borders, so if you want to actually have something that it sits into, you can add that too. So if you add a frame here, um, it will actually give you a second cutout. So this is a frame here to go on top, and then that will get glued on this bottom piece here. Oh, okay. So you can actually have a frame it will go into. So it's actually really cool really uh, to cool. put on there. So anyway, um, it's fairly, it's really simple to do. In fact, if we go to my build cam here, um, I made a puzzle here just a little bit ago um there you go so this is one i made actually uh at four o'clock i thought about this and so i made it real quick um so this puzzle has a kind of a puzzle in it um yeah, looking so at the look numbers at it, in different places so there's numbers in it and yep. so you actually have to figure it out which is very simple to figure out because i'm not a puzzle person so i know how to make them now this is on the cherry pre-finish from glowforge on here, I left some of the pre-mask. So if you see it after you cut it, you got to peel the pre-mask off. You know the secret to that, right? What? The Geocacher's tool kit. Get some duct the tape, pick? put it over top of it, and pull it right off. Oh, see? Look at that. That's why Ryan's here. Way <laughs> smarter than me. I sat here peeling each one off. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> I just left a few on there. But that's kind of a way. That's kind of a fun way to do it. Um, so that's a puzzle. I haven't pulled it apart yet. I haven't taken it off the back, but we'll pull it apart now. Um, so, and then if you want to have that and, uh, you want to have a fancy box to put in, you can cut out a box There you go, and you can stick it all in the box and give it to someone. So, um, in fact, I did one here, uh, for someone and I put the picture of what they're supposed to be making on the front, uh, of it as well. So you can actually have a design on what you want it to be. So. And it was just kind of another fun way of using the Glowforge. Now, these were really small. If you did bigger pieces for a puzzle at a cache or to mark another waypoint or something like that, and or that would be One of the ideas I had is um, actually do just on Plexi. So stage one of a multi on Plexi, just put a star. And there's most of your parks have a map. And you just put that star on the map of where they're going, and then they can go uh, yeah. to that location. That is an awesome idea. Yeah, I love that idea. That is. I'm going to have to steal that idea from you. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I made that thinking about stuff for geocaching, and then I thought, what else would be kind of cool? Well, when we all go to events where we find caches, it's like, well, we, we want to stamp our name rather than write our name. So yep. I actually created some stamps. So it's actually pretty cool. Um, now this stamp maker I have here, um, I just used this stamp here, the stamp machine, cut out the stamp and it's a pre-ink stamp. Sorry, Charkasha said, this hobby was supposed to be something cheap I could do with the family. I know we keep adding more and more to it to make it more expensive. I know it's, oh, it's cheap to find them. It's just not cheap to make them. Yeah. True. Yeah. So if you look at the, the, uh, stamp I made here, um, it's just one, uh, and you can type, you stamp it, and then it has your geocaching information on there. Uh, and you could make it, it so quick and easy to cut and make. You can yeah. make a new one for 
every event. Oh, that's so, really cool. That's fun. And then if you want to make something bigger, you can create bigger stamps like this uh, that I made. And I actually put the top on it. I engraved that because uh, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I had it the right way. I had to end up cutting these off because I'm putting it on cardboard uh, and it ended up getting a little bit of the corners on the stamps. So, uh, but anyway, it's just something, something fun to do um, on there. So um, that's really cool. Well, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. I mean, you can, what you can do with them is unlimited. You can go to the beach. We went to the beach uh, earlier this year or last year. And my son brought home a, a, a dollar or a sand dollar. Right. And I engraved our trip on it. So it's actually kind of a fun little momentum that I thought was garbage. And then when I got the machine, I thought, oh, I'll just, honestly, I was outside looking for stuff to engrave. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, rocks, you can engrave on rocks. A uh, little bit more difficult. That was the hardest. Well, besides the aluminum, the rock was a little bit harder to, to engrave on. Um, but... If you had a cache where you had a code on the bottom of a rock and you had it upside down and they had to find the rock out of a pile of rocks, that'd be kind of fun too. So Tom, Tom has a question here. He says, can you print something on both sides of the puzzle? You yeah, can. Um, yes. You flip it over. Um, again, the good thing about it is it does have a – I'm going to try and pull the, my cam or my computer over. We'll see how this works. So right now it's actually up. If you notice right here, it's a camera, which is in the center of the machine. So when you close it, it aligns with that camera. Okay. So all you would do is you would print the one side and then just flip it over. And the other secret, if you notice on the side, I have markings. Uh, you can actually mark it on where to go. You flip it over, and within that program, that camera will show you where you're at. Okay. Yeah, Tom was saying puzzle solution on one side and trackable on the other. Yeah, that'd be cool. So right here, um, I added that puzzle that I started taking apart into the, the screen. There you go. And then you can just add uh, your design um, where is it? to it. Uh, and, and then you can line, you can line up using the camera. Yeah. They do have a large library of items. Um, and then a lot of people do share different projects. And, of course, uh, if you go on to Etsy and all these other pages, I never thought I would go on. <laughs> um, there's all kind of plans and stuff that you can actually purchase. And just like as a regular geocacher, when you go around and you're like, oh, this can become a geocache, um, the problem with the Glowforge or any laser is you get to th thinking, uh, how can I engrave that or how can I uh, cut that or what can I do with that? Uh, I know go to the store and buy little rocks like this. Right. Ooh, make great swag. The small little pebbles, uh, you can cut right into that uh, real quick and easy. I've made a lot of uh, small little swag, found it, and stuff like that. So definitely a different toy to, 
Yeah. Not a cheap toy, but definitely a different toy to sit there and play with. Um, and one of the other good things that, and I did it for about four months before I actually purchased mine, uh, on the actual Glowforge page, they once a month, they actually go and do a live stream, and they'll show you all the stuff that uh, they've had people create and stuff like that. Uh, we were talking about puzzles a little bit ago. One guy has actually made a business out of it. What he'll do is, um, and you've probably seen puzzles like this, but he'll do a picture puzzle, and then if it's like the state of Florida, he'll put the different state birds and stuff like that as puzzle pieces. That's cool. That is cool. Um, now, I made some swag with mine, not intentionally, but I made this uh, – thing for my wife's birthday because uh, I was just messing around. This is actually the, I, right after I got the Glowforge. Ah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I was like, oh, you get all these cutout hearts. And so I actually saved them and stuck them in a cache. There you, you go. Probably get some kid that's like, hey, I want, uh, you know, that likes them. So I was like, great. Rather than throw them away, I'll just throw them in a cache and maybe some kid and will like them. And uh, with a lot of the scrap material, all I did was make a um, an ammo can, cut out an ammo can, engrave it, and just put uh, geocaching on it. It's just a piece of swag somebody will take. So, and you can make the wooden coins? Yep, wooden uh, nickels. Very simple. The wooden nickels. I have several of them here um, that you can make. I actually ordered the nickels online uh, the other day, so when I get them, I'm going to just test them out. Uh, one thing I thought would be oh good Ryan. Oh, uh, simplest there you go. Simplest way to do that is actually to uh, make a a template to put all the nickels in. That was my thought uh, is to make a template just to set them all in there and be done uh, with it. And I figured I could either just design it on the Glowforge, but I'm sure that someone probably has one somewhere just to download. Yeah, and uh, one of the other things I've done is um, the golf pencils. You, oh, can, yeah. uh, you can engrave I saw the it. pencil template. Yeah, I saw that. That is a really cool idea. So there's your three different models. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, um, yeah, I think I'll it's Derek's I pulled up the website, and it's uh, glowforge.com. So you can find that on there. And um, I can't And that's there uh, where it says um, need help deciding, because Derek, you're going to get an email tomorrow asking about it. Um, and one of the other big things, especially prices this of it, if anybody's wondering, so yeah, it's they're not cheap. Um, so anywhere from basically six thousand down to three thousand dollars. And a lot of people ask, um, for the whole time because I did not jump right in and buy one, I was actually looking at one for about two years. Uh, at first, I was very anti Glowforge, but after doing all the research. They're very, they work very well with the customer base. Um, and going through everything, I decided to jump on board. Well, one of the questions that comes up, especially around November timeframe every year, is do they do sales? The whole time I've been looking at one, they've never changed their pricing. They won't do a sale. If they do sales, it's going to be on your actual. Uh, individual product, not the actual machines. So, and I did buy the, I don't know if you did, Chad. I did get the ventilation system for it. But if you notice, 
my uh, blowforge is going out the window. The ventilation is right out the window. So, um, mine vents right out the wall. Um, we didn't bring that up. Yes, you need to vent it, right? You are burning stuff. Yes, uh, and there <laughs> are materials. There are materials you cannot and should not uh, cut, uh, such as uh, PVC, because it does uh, release gases. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to make sure that what you are cutting doesn't release the fumes. Yeah, because I know I did one that uh, was very questionable. <laughs> um, so because I was just cutting some plastic, well then I looked at it. It wasn't. It's actually HDPE, which uh, should not be cut on laser. So that was not finished. Nice. Well, so are you finding that venting it directly out the window or outside is better than that, uh, you know, unit that they have that they sell? Yes and no. <laughs> uh, when it was hooked up to the actual uh, air purifier, you can see it underneath the desk. Uh, with the air purifier that it goes into... It works really well, and it takes all the smoke out because it does um, have that suction suction in it. But the problem I ran into is the materials I was cutting. I was cutting a lot of wood and stuff like that. The filters fill up very quick. Uh, my filter filled up probably less than two and a half months, and those filters have to be bought new. They haven't figured a way to uh, clean them. So every time it's a new filter, it's $250. Yeah, and the unit itself is like over $900, I think. Yeah, it's a, a $1,000 unit. Yeah, I just went straight out the wall. I also changed the uh, vent pipe that they gave me. They gave a four-inch duct pipe like you find for your, your, your dryer. Uh, I went with a heavier-duty one uh, that actually... Uh, doesn't allow so the ones for the dryers actually have micro holes in them uh and so this one doesn't and it actually decreased a lot of the smell because even though you don't get the smoke you get some of the smell and the fumes uh, it goes straight out now the only thing i want to add to it because it does kind of curve in the back and then curve one more time to go out although it's only over four feet is that an inline fan i've heard that that will make a big difference too but it does honestly i've been cutting and i haven't had much of a issue with it today and like I said, with the with the items you cut, um, wood smoke actually smells good when you're cutting uh, wood. When you're starting to cut a lot of plexi, it definitely does have a little smell. Uh, but like I said, it does have a fan in it, pushing it. But you can get that inline fan as well. I have not jumped to that level. Um, I haven't been cutting like nonstop. Like it was last year when I was using uh, the other system. So nice. I think the time's coming again. I know I just got an order for um, some Christmas ornaments already. So nice. Yeah, I know a lot of people do their stores online and, and sell a lot of stuff uh, that way. So a lot of if you go to Etsy, there's laser cut stuff all over. Yes, all over. So one thing I thought would be kind of fun to do too is if you have coins you want to give someone or something um you can make these boxes online um here and so i actually made this one uh for the worldwide cash con uh coins um i actually made it the first time in a smaller one and i did not pre-mask it because i thought it, 
oh, it'll probably be okay. And it looks terrible. You can see all the burn marks. So I pre-masked this one. Um, but there is a difference in the size, too. I was kind of just testing. Um, so it's it's actually kind of fun. It's all wood, but it actually has a, a the, spine to it. The live hinge. Yeah. So it's actually kind of cool. And so I can also cut the coin uh, design inside, and it will actually sit perfect. Or if you don't want to spend the money on the wood, I went to my Amazon box outside and, and cut and cut off the tab of it. And it's a disposable way to, to put something in your cash and and it actually cuts through cardboard really really easy and very uh, quick very quick yes it's actually kind of nice uh you can also uh, engrave on on cardboard so messing around with our logo paper now I'm uh they've actually done a setting where you can actually engrave on regular weight paper oh, that's, so oh yeah i saw that you can engrave on regular paper um, so it's that I've seen things engraved on jeans, leather, uh, you name it. You can almost engrave on it. Um, like I said, you can't do the metals. Um, there's another laser I've been looking at, uh, for metals, but that ain't coming anytime soon. Um, but I see Dave, uh, Dave was asking in the chat about pre-masking. Uh, so when you have your material, and I know, uh, Chad, you just showed the difference between the two boxes. So what you do is uh, if you have your regular material, you just get some of the masking and you cover it. Like we were showing earlier, a lot of the items that come from the actual Glowforge is already pre-masked. And what it does is it just has that over the front of it. So it does help um, uh, prevent the, those burn marks. So... And Peach and Ninjas, of course, is asking about engraving a slice of pizza. Uh, I had an event last year. I have a post-Halloween roast every year. And what I ended up doing was the graham crackers all had logos on them. So you oh, wow. can actually uh, engrave food. Now, the downfall is I cannot engrave food anymore and let people eat it because... Any of the fumes or chemicals that come out, anything else that you cut will go into that food. So they recommend if you're going to do anything on food, I know the website that uh, Derek just had up a little bit ago had uh, macaroons or something like that, that they uh, laser engrave. Marshmallows is another big one a lot of people do for like weddings and stuff like that. But if you're going to do food, you have to do just food in that machine. Yeah. Uh, real quick, back to the pre-mask. Um, if you're going to get pre-mask, you want the paper pre-mask, just yes. like what Ryan showed. You don't want, so there's two different types of paper, and then there is a, a clear plastic pre-mask. I don't know where the end of it is. So uh, <laughs> this is so when you're doing vinyl or whatever, you can actually see what you're putting on and see your design. Yes. Of course, it doesn't want to come off. So anyways, it's clear as plastic. You don't want that. You want to have get the paper pre-mask. Yeah, it's just like regular masking tape, and actually a lot of them, they call it masking uh, 12 inch wide masking or you can use blue to i've used blue tape uh green tape frost yep. tape and i also use the regular masking tape and what i found with the regular masking tape is it actually melts the uh adhesive to the uh wood and so i actually had to clean it really good afterwards oh, but wow. with the blue tape and the pre-mask i didn't have to clean anything 
But now, again, like you were talking earlier with uh, the labels, one thing I learned, because when I first got mine, I was cheap. I didn't want, you know, cheap after buying a $6,000 machine. But I didn't want to um, buy the wide masking, so I tried to just uh, so what I tried to do is just get the two inch and overlap it. Well, I overlapped it just that little bit, and it will mess that laser up that much if you're engraving, because it's now going through an extra layer. So, oh well. So you definitely want to keep those. It's worth getting the wide stuff because you don't have any seams. It, it absolutely is. It's and if you have an overlapping seam and you're trying to engrave, yeah, you'll see a difference in the engraving. So this the problem is, is yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find forward, stuff, but I'm going to have to, it's going to be a little bit before I can actually get the Glowforge. I really do want one. Um, so if Glowforge is listening, I'd like one. We'll do school, we'll do caches. We'll do no. workshops, whatever on here on gadget talk. If you would sponsor, just yeah, I'll pleasure. take one. Love, I'll take a pro. would love to do I'll it. Um, but this, the show, once again, I'm going to say it was not sponsored by Glowforge. This is just something that both uh, Chad and Ryan have. And we just really see this as a really great tool for geocaching. And so this is just some aspects. And of course, we've got, shown some stuff that's not geocaching. But at the same time, you can use some of these, like the puzzles and things, to be able to do geocaching. And it's just uh, one of those things. It's another tool for gadget uh, builders and things. I mean, just like the 3D printer. You print a whole bunch of other stuff that's not for geocaching. Yep, Ryan's got a... Uh, I believe that's. Yeah, I need to get one of those too. 3D, um, it's an Ender Pro Three. Pro Three, yep. So, um, back there. So yeah, that's because I remember you messaging me about mine. So yeah, it's just so many different tools, different ways that we can use these to make caches, um, and usually we end up making parts for our caches. <laughs> so it's just another aspect of what we what we can do, just kind of raising that that game. And yeah. I know, like I said, I've been playing with the lasers for a while now. And like we said, we're not sponsored by Glowforge. Um, it's a great machine. Uh, there, like I said, there are some negatives with the distance, stuff like that. If you're interested in lasers, uh, let me know. I've done a lot of research on other types of machines as well. Because there's a lot of companies out there jumping on board with the Glowforge. Uh, I'm trying to remember the the gentleman's name who started the company, Dan something. Um, but a lot of people have jumped on board as well. I know Dremel has one out and there's a couple other companies that are jumping on board with the laser, the desktop laser uh, lasers. So let me know. I can, let me know what you're wanting to do. Um, and I can help you out. I know Gary just asked a question about how portable is it? Uh, I actually took it out to Mingo Madness. Um, I was a little busy, so we didn't hook it up. Um, the <laughs> issue, no, I wasn't. Not really. Um, the issue is is to actually package it up and make sure that it's safe. You had to repackage it just as if it came in, so you had to reset everything. So it takes about forty minutes to set or to package, and about twenty. Eh, 15 minutes to take apart and get it set up. So it could work. Uh, the gentleman I was talking about earlier with the puzzles, uh, he actually is an RVer. So he actually travels in a vehicle at all times. Okay. Um, and he works out of a vehicle. So 
it's a great tool. Um, like I said, I know they aren't cheap. Uh, it took me a long time to um, talk with the wife about getting mine. So um, over time, I have done a lot of research. I've met a lot of people through the, the laser world, um, through the Glowforge, and then other lasers. So there are a lot out there. Uh, some people will say it's not the best, but I think it's the best desktop personal laser out there right now. Yeah, I agree. I checked into it a lot. I've kicked it around for a few years, and then I know when I saw you in Texas, I think it was, uh, we were we were talking about it. And, uh, you know, the whole thing is, is I've always thought of Glowforge as like a stay-at-home mom type of laser, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> seriously, um, a lot of people have created businesses off of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, looking at, you know, doing some research, uh, and stuff, the platform they have to design it on is fairly, it's, it's an easy machine to use. Uh, you don't have to do anything fancy, any fancy program and you pretty much plug and play. Uh, you plug it in, hook up your internet to it, download the, go on their site and download the program. And you can start cutting stuff right away. Versus other machines, you you have to do a lot of extra work to uh, to get it going. You have to get a different CAD program and all that. So, well, uh, I just wish I like, they would change their CAD. Yeah, one thing I like is um, with their website. So, as Tom already said, I'm always busy. Uh, I do have a full time job. <laughs> um, so, last year around the holidays, I was doing a lot of ornaments. Uh, I sold. Probably, because I did some uh, fancy 2020 ornaments uh, with the masks and all that. Um, I sold probably about 200 of them. And so, as you know, it takes a little bit of time to print them. So, I was actually on my phone, and I got on on the app or on a, uh, just a regular web browser, typed in the address, was able to see everything on the on the 3D printer because that camera goes right through to your screen, and I was able to print them right from my phone. Oh well, now I have a question with when you're doing a print, say like you wanted to print on this glass, and it's got kind of a high it curves. How mm -hmm. would you print on that? Which because I mean it's different depths. As it's it's too big. You couldn't print on yeah. that. I don't Unfortunately, think. that one you could not print in the Glowforge because it is too big. Okay. Um, now with the elevation, it does actually um, it does do a little bit of the, the change, but to actually do on a laser, you would actually have a cradle that would engrave that. Uh, unfortunately, Glowforge is not big enough for it, but there are lasers out there. Uh, believe it or not, I have a bigger laser in the living room, but I'm just not smart enough to use it. <laughs> that was my concern when I was looking at them. I didn't want to buy something that would just sit there. So, so but yeah, yeah I uh, have an epilogue in the living room or in um, my other room. Only reason it's still in there is it's way too heavy for me to move. So if anybody wants an epilogue to play with, I have one. Um, I'll gladly sell you, nice. sell you for a decent price. Yeah, so like Derek was saying, this is kind of just another tool to, to geocache with. Um, it doesn't do everything that some of the other machines do, right? The 3D printer is completely different. Um, the CNC machine is completely different. This is just something that actually you can use together and with all these other machines to create some really cool uh, geocaches or anything you want to create. 
Um, one, for instance, one thing is you couldn't engrave this on a laser cutter, right? This is something you do on a CNC machine. Um, but Unless you those are real fun to. Yeah, but you'd still get the burn. I don't. I don't know how it would turn out. Honestly, I think it would turn out burnt. It also does when you engrave too much. It leaves little lines. It wouldn't be smooth. Yeah, uh, on true. the on the laser. So, um, you know, this is a lot better. I like the laser because it's actually also quick and easy to do some smaller prints on. Uh, versus a CNC machine, you gotta you gotta set it up. You gotta you gotta take your product and you gotta strap it in. Um, you know, uh, clamp it in really good, and then you got to run the laser, the dust collector, you know, all that stuff, and it and it takes time, right? And it's not the fastest; it's loud, so it's a fun uh, product to use. What would I rather have, the CNC or the laser? If I was doing stuff like just faces of stuff, uh, puzzle boxes or whatever, I'd probably say the laser because I think it is. Uh, it's an easier thing to use if you're just cutting through quarter inch material. Uh, but if you're trying to engrave stuff or do bigger material, I'd probably say the CNC. CNC, I am looking at CNC uh, in my future. Um, so I'll be talking to you about uh, benefits <laughs> of those. So, but yeah, it's just like you said, it's, they're very flexible. Um, it's once you get everything lined up, it's a great tool. It's a great asset to um, sit there and mass produce. That's one of the big things. Uh, so if you're sitting there and you want to do birdhouses, um, it can only really do it out of the quarter inch, sometimes half. Um, but for mass production, it definitely, oops, sorry for that. It definitely sits there and will run those items really quick for you. Right. Yeah. And like I said, it's just a tool. Um, there's many different aspects that you can do with it. I know Chad's cutting a front panel for me for one of my caches. Um, I had it at Mingo, and it created a short. And we, I've, we talked about it and wanted to come up with a different design for the front panel of it. Um, so it's cutting that to be really precise on the Glowforge, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I have it here, and I actually cut it and showed Derek. And for some reason, I couldn't read the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. So it's but it cut it really nice. And of course, that one wasn't. That was just your test plan rays on it. So yeah, yeah. So this is what Derek had at Mingo. Um, that one. And that's what I end up cord, cutting for the bottom him. of it. So it didn't, yeah, didn't that created a short in that cord itself? So yeah, beta it cut, test it, pretty, it, cut it quick. Cord. It was actually nice. That's really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to getting that. I'm actually that cache is actually in my backyard being weather tested right now and it's holding up really great. It's staying completely dry inside all the time. That one was out of cedar. So that one is really looking really good. And also have the other one I had at Mingo, which was out of the PVC uh, board and that's out there and everything's working fine. It was having issues with the lights at Mingo, but it doesn't have it now. I don't know what it was, what it is. <laughs> haven't changed it. Haven't touched it. Same batteries, everything that is at Mingo. And it's, it's works every time I go out there. That's the way it goes. It is. It's, it's yeah. So, it was the windmills. That's what it is. It was the crazy wind. It's just the wind. <laughs> the wind. The wind. So, well, this has been really interesting. I hope everybody's enjoyed uh, getting to see some different aspects of the Glowforge or what it can do. Um, I know we didn't see really anything being cut tonight, uh, but but at the same time, we got to get into a little bit more in depth into it and to see different aspects of it. 
I really like the puzzle idea um, personally be able to add that into it because I mean, you can only go to the store and buy certain puzzles certain times and but this way you can actually customize your puzzle to make it work the way you need to in your cash so I, I think that's really cool yeah so and I really appreciate Doug coming on and showing us his uh, the CD-ROM cache. That was really cool. Loved seeing how that came up. I cannot wait to be able to go um, and find that at the location because it's actually closer to me when he gets to the new location in Texas. So really looking forward to that. So any, any other final words, Chad? No. Uh, you know, um, well, I, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, later on this, this week, uh, we should have the, uh, the new – kits in the shop uh there for you to purchase um we'll have them in within a can without a cam uh or without a can with a can and then uh soon we'll have completely built ready to go out of the box kits as well um for you but uh yeah look for that soon uh in the uh, in the store as soon as i can get all the kits to put together and and out there to them they'll be ready to go that's awesome ryan any uh last words any final words before we put you down for the night? Nope. I'm, like I said, it's just um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, or if you're coming to Kansas City in September, just ask me any questions. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's enjoy catching. All right. Well, everybody, also, uh, end of the month, we are going to be looking at doing um, how to mount birdhouses to different to buildings, to trees, to posts. Um, I'll show you some of the techniques that I use uh, or the, and also some techniques that I've seen that we can use. Chad's going to show how to how he mounts his, uh, like some of the caches that he has to the buildings. Um, so we will be doing that at the end of the month. And uh, that will be the last Tuesday of the month. And Ryan's showing some. Oh, it's uh, just another thing. Like some more swag. More swag. That's cool. That is cool. Well, also, everybody remember to go on to the Facebook page and like the glow. Uh, what do you say it was? Glowforge for uh, geocaching or laser cutting for geocaching? Laser cutting for geocaching. Yep. Yeah, go on there and join that page or like it. Yep. And if you have any ideas and if, or if you have a different project that you want to see us do, email us at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to see that. And you can also always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at gadgettalkpodcast. And we really do appreciate all everybody for doing that and really do appreciate the subscribers kicking us over to 2000 subscribers tonight. That's just really awesome. And we'll figure out who is that 2000 subscriber as close as we can. And we will get them out a coin, a gadget talk coin. So really do appreciate it. All right. Perfect. Well, thanks Ryan. Thanks again for coming on. Yep, thank, thank you. you. And we'll and see thanks, everybody at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Doug. So, all right, guys, we will see you next time here on Gadget Talk.